Welcome to the Heroic Hour, the podcast where we bring you a little bit of clarity, alignment, purpose, and energy around all things TLC, tech, leadership, and culture to get you mission ready for life. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, Chief Experience Officer for Heroic Media, and thank you for tuning in to episode 19. This is a double barrel episode, meaning that it's twice as long as a regular 20-minute show, so be ready for that. And if you like what you hear on the show, please send us a review on iTunes or Google Play or SoundCloud or however you're finding us out there on the interweb. Uh, and if you enjoy the content and you want bullet point rundowns and, and a heads up for each episode, sign up for our mailing list over at getheroic.com. That's G-E-T-H-E-R-O-I-K.com. On the last episode, we talked about how life without a cape or the four elements of a cape can really wreak havoc on your business and life. Uh, those four important elements were clarity of character, alignment of values and actions, a true sense of purpose, and a wealth of energy to ensure you can see things through. We talked about how the lack of clarity leads to missteps and missed opportunities. And on this episode, we're going to take a closer look at the importance of character through the lens of building your personal brand. Brand and character go hand in hand, and getting clear about your brand and having a clear sense of character can really elevate you to new places. So today, I'm going to help you get a little bit more clear about your character, the essence of your personal brand, so that you can enjoy the fruits of such clarity. So to be mission ready for this episode, uh, this is one of those times when you'll want to be at a desk with a pen and, and a piece of paper, or at least commit yourself to revisiting this episode or re-listening later on and taking notes, um, or at the very least, going on getheroic.com and downloading this exercise associated with this episode. Uh, don't wait until tomorrow. Don't put it off because we both know it probably won't happen if you leave it to there. And what we're going to do is... On this episode, we're going to get you a lot more clear about who you are, and we're going to go for a journey to help you figure out what you're all about and define your personal brand in a way that is useful to you, that serves you on a daily basis. Just by answering the right questions, memorizing your answers, you'll have a true, better story about yourself, a personal brand narrative that sets the tone for the experience that people can come to expect from you and in your work as well. And this is going to help you crush it. So on this episode, we're gonna cover the eight questions to ask yourself that will help you define your personal brand. Sound great? All right, let's get started. Right, before we dive in to the exercises and the questions, you might be wondering why the heck it would be worth it for you, for your business, and in your life, how doing any of this would help you increase your bottom line and the opportunities coming to you and, and your organization. What is the benefit of getting clear of your identity and, and being able to deeply define your character and brand? Well, here are a few reasons to do it. Number one, you'll have a degree of confidence. 
and it's easier to speak to others, to tell truth to power, and to be honest with your customers and, and your partners and your vendors. And it's a heck of a lot easier when you're confident and you have that clarity of character that allows you to do that, to be able to stand up for your beliefs because you know what your beliefs are. Number two, it's a heck of a lot easier to define and to assert and defend your boundaries if you know where you stand with your values, if you know what's important to you. And number three, your personal and emotional health and resilience increases when you have this kind of clarity around who you are, what you stand for, what your values are. Because when you take a hit or fall off the horse, you're not going to question absolutely everything about yourself or everything that brought you to that moment. Instead, you'll probably have a clear idea of the challenge and, and what happened or what occurred narrowed down to a few areas that you need to make tweaks, refinements, or pivots to. You won't, re, you know, you won't be reevaluating your entire life at every tiny little failure. Number four, your relationships will improve and thrive and all in turn because you're, you're clear about what you want, what you need, what you expect, and the agreements that you make with others. You will be able to uh, attract your tribe by being more of yourself because you'll know who that self is. You will elevate your life by trying to become the best version of yourself because you have a better, clearer, defined starting point. And you'll attract others on a similar journey, which in and of itself will bring um, more opportunities as well. Number five, you will notice that you're presented with more leadership opportunities, with bigger rewards. And this is because when you know yourself, people notice that you have that confidence or that swag. Or that, and it's just easier to take on larger responsibilities when you have that level of confidence in what you, in who you are, and what you do. Now, number six, all of these kind of swirl together and and have this synergistic benefit of attracting more opportunities that are in alignment with who you are and where you're going. And when you know this, it's easier to be discerning and let go of good opportunities that aren't quite in alignment with who you are and where you want to go, and just choose those great ones. So. Before we, dive in, before we dive in even further, before we get to this exercise, think about these benefits. Think about what you want um, out of life, out of work, what you want to achieve. And just remember this, uh, today's exercise is just a spoonful, just a taste of the heroic brand narrative process that we do with our clients and large organizations um, but it's certainly enough to help you get started and be far better off than before if you've never taken the time to do this. And if you have taken the time to do this and you believe you're clear of character, this can be the perfect test. Prove it. Show it. Show us what you know about yourself. These answers should roll off your tongue. Uh, the answers to the questions I'm about to get into, um, you should have these memorized. And if not, you might want to take the time to write down the latest articulation uh, of who you think you are and, and what you stand for. Now, Two more things. If you're struggling with this as, as you go, if you're struggling to define and align your personal brand and, and uh, what you're doing out there in the world, no matter what you do, I don't care what stage of the game you're in, I want to throw this out for you. If, if you take the time to do this work and answer these questions and would like a free 20-minute one-on-one cup of clarity with me, we can go over your answers and brainstorm some refinements and solutions together to anything you might be struggling with. All you have to do is head on over to getheroic.com and click on the Cup of Clarity button at the top menu. Second important thing is that you, know, you can also download the eight-question guide I will be walking you through on this episode over at getheroic.com. 
and you'll be able to find it. I'll be emailing it out to everybody with the bulletproof breakdown of this episode uh, to everybody on the mailing list. And all of that, of course, like I said, you can find at uh, the website over at getheroic.com. So those are two opportunities to help you strengthen your personal brand and get a little more clear on character and get a lot, get ahead and get mission ready for life. All right. All right. So for today's core work, there are eight questions to really ask yourself to get you started on defining that personal brand. And here they are. Number one, what are the five values you strongly believe in? Number two, how do you put those values to work on a daily basis? Number three, what are five of your strengths? Number four, what are you passionate about? Number five, what do your strengths and passions share in common? Number six, what or who do you stand strongly against? Number seven, what is it about those ideas or people that, that makes you take such a stand? And number eight, who do you enjoy serving or helping? Those are the eight questions. And thinking about these questions and answering honestly in, in, a, in a full way, in a complete way, uh, you know, give it all you got. This will help you get some clarity and confidence in your character, which can make life and work a heck of a lot easier and more enjoyable for you. So let's take a closer look at each of these questions, and we're going to go over them. Number one, what are the five values you strongly believe in? Define your values. You should know these as they guide your decisions and help guide you to better opportunities and outcomes. For me, you know, five off of the top of my head, I think about values that you've probably heard me discuss in previous episodes. I think about like mastery or the dedication to, to make excellence the default, to study and excel and achieve. Not to just say I've been there, read that and visited that, but to really know it intimately well so that excellence is automatic, right? Another value, abundance, a high degree of faith and gratitude and appreciation for knowing that there are far more opportunities in front of me on and over the horizon. Discernment is another big value to me. It's the ability to know and select the great from the good, the bad and the ugly. Exploration is critical to everything that, that, that I do and what I care about. It's, it's pursuit of what's new, next and interesting, even though it's unknown. Um, and then, of course, another, another value you haven't heard me talk about much before that I deeply care about is authenticity or the, the ability to be comfortably uncomfortable with yourself. Walk, walk tall, live proud, and laugh at yourself, owning your strengths and weaknesses in equal measure. Those are my five for this answer. But what are yours? What are the five values you strongly believe in? This is a good place to start. Start here. This is, this is essential to defining a brand. And if you're the leader of an organization where the brand is certainly bigger than any one person, it's still equally imp important. The brand should take on a persona, and that persona should be embodied uh, in your leadership. So you should still be able to list the values that are the essence or character or persona of the brand for the organization that you lead. All right, cruising on to number two. How are those values, those five values, put to work in what you do and, and how you make your decisions on a daily basis. So it's important not just to know your values, but to know your valued behaviors. If you don't know or can't answer this, A, be aware that most people can't um, because they don't think about it or apply their values this way, and B, think about how you might put your values 
uh, to work on a daily basis if you haven't done it before. The odds are that you're already walking some of your values, you're walking some of your talk already. But it's important to be able to explain to, to yourself, to other people, your colleagues, your family, your friends, um, your boss, how your values are present in your behavior so, so that you can show that you're a person, a character, and a brand of integrity. This is essential. You need to demonstrate valued behaviors. So for the value of mastery, for example, um, I'll give you an example of a valued behavior. I don't just read a great book when I find one or just great material. I study to master it. I walk my talk. I go back and I reread it. I define a project that will help me practice its tenets or principles and methods. And this helps me train uh, to practice and master what, uh, what I'm setting out to master, what I'm setting out to learn or embody. And that's just one example of a valued behavior behind mastery. And it's all about what you're doing to honor what you believe serves you. That's what values are, are all about. But how do you walk your talk? What are your valued behaviors? Write those down. Try and get to five at least. All right, moving on to number three. What are your strengths? What are you great at? Usually your strengths and gifts can help steer your efforts towards the opportunities best suited to you. For me, off the top of my head, I'm talented with, with technology, with writing, with art, design, systems thinking, speaking confidently, and reading, right? But what are some of your strengths? This is, this is one of those that's obviously beaten like a dead horse, but it's important to know these. You might not know what your strengths are, and they might not roll off your tongue so easily. They should. You should have them memorized, especially if these are the tools in your tool belt that you're going to use to advance your life. All right, number four, what are you passionate about? What do you enjoy? Your passions and strengths, they may, may or may not overlap. I love music and songs, but I can't sing or play an instrument. I can barely get through a podcast without a billion stutters and ums, as you can tell, right? But I'm also passionate about other things like personal development and technology, leadership, and culture, of course. You hear me talking about that quite a bit. But what are you passionate about? Map that out. We're looking for the intersects and the common denominators here, which brings me to number five. What do your strengths and passions share in common? How might your strengths and passions be connected? You want, you know, this question is designed to get you to look for connections and opportunities for connections between your strengths and the other storylines going on in your life. Not only can this guide you to better activities and opportunities that, that resonate with you, that you could serve at a higher level uh, of work or a higher level of performance, it helps you connect the dots and to tell a story about loving what you do or where you're going or what you're exploring next. For example, my strengths and passions overlap in that they're all rooted in what we refer to as soft infrastructure, where the answers aren't neat and linear. They're multidimensional things that are squishy and fluffy and fuzzy and um, emotional and illogical and irrational. They're difficult to comprehend or easily quantify on a graph. So the math geeks, the classic MBA types, tend to avoid this huge area of work that is now becoming more and more important in business and in life. That's just, that's just my example of some identifying that intersect and, and transforming that insight into an opportunity. And then, of course, you follow through with action to leverage that. But what do your strengths and passions share in common? Look for the concepts that bridge the ideas. These are great opportunities. Now, you should remember that these questions so far are designed 
for you to take some time to meditate and marinate on and continue to answer until you're satisfied. And even then, go back and revisit to ensure that, that nothing has changed, that your previous answers are still solid. That is your operating system. You are operating on those values and valued behaviors. Right? I know I'm racing through this, but this is something you should take the time uh, to cover for yourself. And if, if you don't have all of the answers that, or they, the answers don't come instantly, don't be hard on yourself. I want you to recognize that just, you know, just being aware and willing to think about the questions puts you way ahead of the curve and probably ahead of me when I, when I went there. Because you know my answers, you might hear me listing these things out. They might sound easy, natural, and obvious now in terms of what I do professionally and how I operate personally. But I've been, you know, I've been trying to make sense of everything since age 14, and I've been running heroic for 10 years. So don't beat yourself up if you don't have a great answer overnight. That's really important. And the other thing is, I wish I had a mentor or guide who asked me these types of questions earlier on, and I'd, I, I'd have been more successful sooner. And I'm giving you an opportunity that I didn't have, like right now, right here, for free. So take advantage of it. Just simply answer these questions, write them down, you know, revisit this episode if you're on a run or on your drive, um, and write them down. Take the time. Look for connections between your strengths and passions and a solid way to word them. When you, you know, getting them down, the writing part is essential. Don't just try and, and run it in your RAM or in, in, uh, in your head because writing it down will help you clarify these ideas in your mind and keep you motivated and enthusiastic about your pursuits. All right, on to question, uh, on to question number six. What or who do you strongly stand against? Now, this is a really important concept because if you can define an enemy, you can help pinpoint some of your underlying values, some of the things that you champion and advocate for by identifying in contrast what you stand against. For me, I hate snake oil and manipulation. I hate mediocrity or disguising the generic, basic, vague, unrealistic, or unhelpful as valuable, as precious, as worthwhile. And, you know, this, that absolutely grinds my gears. The 50 shades of snake oil crap that is more popular than ever totally offends me. It doesn't serve people and it leaves them in a lower position than where they started. Now, thanks to, you know, snake oil X, they're going to feel used, abused, defeated, and broke. And it's, it's like somebody, you know, in those moments, the reason I hate it so much, it's like somebody stopped your car, robbed you at gunpoint and slashed your tires and did it with a smile and said that they did you a favor, right? People overwhelm you with all sorts of things that they want to think that you need. You end up overloaded, oversubscribed, overwhelmed, overworked, and more stressed and anxious than ever before. And they call it growth. And that's not growth. And that's not a... Uh, that that's not meeting you where you are most of the time. There is a challenge point, but there is also a point where the teaching doesn't match the student, which makes it a bad teaching. So I stand against those snake oil solutions, you know, the consultants, gurus, and so-called experts that talk about theory and sell a lot of filler about, you know, what to do at life from 30,000 feet and make recommendations as if people have an infinite capacity to sign up for new things without making any trade-offs in life. That stuff drives me bananas. Now, if you notice where I get passionate or I'm more likely to swear, it's when I'm talking about what people do and recommend to others, regardless of if it's a fit for them or not. To me, snake oil and piling on the crap and the noise, is that's my battlefront. 
That's what I'm there to, to hold the line against. And that's what I stand against. And that's how it, you know, it plays a role in my life. But what is it for you? What do you stand against? Number seven is kind of the follow-up question to that is, is why? What is it about those ideas or people that really grinds your gears? Get beneath the hood a little bit and understand why you hate those things what, or those people, right? What is it about them that, that bugs you so much? Answering this question will help you pinpoint the conflicts or pain points that you may want to address in business and life. Or, and this helps you identify new ways uh, that, that you can serve others, right? Usually we care about or value the opposite thing of, of the, the thing that we hate or disagree with. What we tend to despise also might be the antithesis of what we believe, or it may remind us of aspects of our former selves that we had to navigate, survive, overcome, and outgrow. And for me, you know, back to, you know, me being uh, against snake oil and, and worthless junk, uh, that sense of deception or manipulation and betrayal that's usually played on goodwilled, hopeful, albeit, you know, at times naive, optimistic people. I hate that. I hate seeing goodwill, goodwilled people uh, get took. You know, those are my people. I'm their sheepdog. I'm the bully's bully. The guy who comes along to smash up the programs designed to deceive or take advantage of others. You know, all those exploitative programs, I'm going to expose them, you know, and, and I don't care if I get paid or not to do it. But what is it about you? Get, get underneath the hood. What grinds your gears and what matters there? What are some of the underlying things, behaviors or concepts that you find disagreeable? Try and pinpoint what it is and then it'll help tell you a lot about your character and your brand and what you stand for. And the final question, number eight, who do you enjoy serving and helping? Right? Who do you enjoy doing good things for? Who do you like making smile? What are their traits of those people? Don't answer from your current business model. Don't whip out your business plan, even though it's probably covered in dust and sitting in a binder somewhere in, in a garage or storage facility. Answer from your heart and your true self, just to you, yourself, right now. Go. Since generally you build a great life by creating value, and you create value by advancing the condition of others, you may as well take the time to think of somebody you really want to spend a good majority of your life, your time, your energy, and attention serving. So who's worth it to you? Think who do you live to serve, or who do you want to serve as you advance in your life? Is it your mom, your wife, your kids, your preacher? What is it about them that lights you up so much? I like serving those on the frontier, the innovators, the entrepreneurs, and the entrepreneurs and the people looking to transform their, their lives. And, and the real reason for all that might surprise you. It's not because of some epic positive, as you might think, like just, just the epic high of, of advancing. That's part of it. But underneath the hood, you know, when you get a little bit deeper, I know how it feels to go through the brick walls of growth or to find yourself on the foggy frontier battling in gray areas. I know how lonely and depressing it can feel wandering in a hole in the dark when your haters are on your back. And, and I know what that feels like. And I know some ways out of those holes. As a good guy, I kind of feel duty bound to share what I know to, to help make your heroic journey a little bit easier than mine was. So I like to serve people in those pivotal moments, in those growth moments, and it governs everything I do. It's how I built my business, how I met my wife, how I design things, how I write, how I speak, how I act. Even the name of my business, Heroic Media, is a symbol of the dedication to the pursuit of growth and helping others in it. 
And unlike all of those fake snake oil lifestyle brands, you can trust that from knowing my stories, from hearing my values. And, and I know you do because I bet you've lived through some of these stories yourself or are going through an episode of that right now. But what is it about you? Who do you enjoy serving and helping in advance? Why? What is that? Right? For me, it's about helping people out of the hole and navigate the gray and foggy, the new, and get through those brick walls and hopefully in a less bloody way than I, I had to get through them. That's, that's the growth journey. That's why I'm there to help with that. And these are all but eight questions that will help you identify and explain what you care about. And this is an essential part of your brand narrative the story you tell and share with those you serve and those you want to attract. So just a quick recap here. Here are the eight questions again. What are the five values you strongly believe in? How do you put those values to work on a daily basis? What are your five strengths? Or what are five of your strengths? What are you passionate about? What do your strengths and passions share in common? What or who do you stand strongly against? And what is it about those people and ideas that make you such, take such a strong stand against them? And finally, who do you enjoy serving or helping? Taking the time to write these questions down, to, write, to, to think about them, to answer honestly, and commit them to memory will help you confidently navigate your decisions on a daily basis. You'll know when the decisions are in alignment with what you care about and what you stand for. This makes it a hell of a lot easier to be more authentic with people in business and life. This helps you build healthy relationships that will serve you throughout your entire life. This helps you attract opportunities that are suited for your real strengths and passions. Knowing the qualities of who you want to serve gives you a heading. Getting clear about character is but the first step in building your cape, which will make your heroic journey that much easier. If you want a little help with that, if you want a little help with any of these questions and exploring yourself on this journey, remember you can download the guide with these exercises or these questions over at getheroic.com. Also, if you like, you can schedule a free one-on-one 20-minute -on -one cup of clarity with me to discuss this and the rest of your brand as well. Simply check out our website at getheroic.com. Again, that's G-E-T-H-E-R-O-I-K.com. All right, that's all I got for you today. I hope this found you well. I hope this serves you. And I hope some epic opportunities are getting recognized by you right now. I hope you're taking advantage of them. All right, let's rock out.
Hey there, welcome to the Hidden Track After Party for the Heroic Hour podcast. This one is going to be a confession and a little behind-the-scenes note. Um, you know, I apologize uh, if, if it's hard to follow what I talk about on the show from time to time, and it's going to make you laugh to know some of the reasons uh, that, that make uh, the presentation or the content or the episodes harder to understand, and it's done consciously by me sometimes on purpose, and I, I get in my own way. And by that, I mean, and this is the confession part, is that I hate that that kind of that snake oil, that generic garbage so much that I tend to avoid using tools like repetition or following the classic speaking formula of saying what you're going to say, say it and say it again kind of a thing and say what you said or whatever. That is also the snake oil formula and it drives me nuts and it bores me when I hear it. And, and the parts that are like repeated are usually the sales pitch or, or the thing the presenter wants you to be afraid of so that you take the recommended action, which is usually buying whatever they're selling. And because I know this, I tend to run away from this formula and I tend to want to give like more just a barrage of meaty information in a tight time frame. And the problem is, is that at the end of the show, if you can't remember any of the key takeaways or my key points, then I've let you down a little bit and uh, I apologize for that and it's hard to walk away uh, from that. I literally have meetings after after we do each show, we do a review with my editor and project manager and chief excuse officer, Mike Penfield, um, to regularly review and help guide my effort to cut things out, to focus on ensuring you get more actionable takeaways instead of just flooding you with new content each episode. Anyway, I'm working on it. I figured it'd be a cool thing to share. And I want to be vulnerable and honest with you, but I know I'm kind of coming at it from a firm place in my heart and my values, as awkward as it may be uh, for me to spit it all out you know, on these episodes. It'll get better and better and better as we go. I, I'm doing it out of service to you the best way I know how without becoming a sleazy uh, car salesman that I absolutely hate. Anyway, that's all for this episode. Take some time, write some notes, define your personal brand, define your character, your values and valued behaviors. You'll be amazed at what you can unlock and achieve. So here it is, your last lap, that last push, that last shove, just before you pull into work or get out of the, the gym or whatever you're doing next. Make it count. Do something crazy. Enjoy life. Scare the crap out of yourself. Do something that scares you. All right, let's rock out again. Yeah.